Well, praise the Lord and good morning. Here we are once again meeting in this um, format to talk about the Lord. You know, I admire God in so many ways when we think about it. He has so many ways in which, you know, when we talk about methods and strategy, I, my sister here online this morning, I remember some time ago in another church sister I had, we talk about God who is very strategic. When we can't find a way out of our situations, God will always make a way. Had I thought about it earlier, I would have played that song, but I may do it some other time. But today our topic is familiar spirits. We are going to be talking about these spirits that they enter our lives in so many ways. They can come as though they are friends um, and they, they introduce themselves as it were as friends, as though they care about you. And um, they, yet they can do the, some damages when they do leave. They can leave with damages behind them. They can do you some horrible things. Familiar spirits. They can affect your family. But let me not go ahead of myself. We will be talking about this in a little while. This is Faith Restoration Ministries and Shekinah Theological College. We are on the web. We are at www.frministry.org. And we, um, if you need counseling, prayer, you need inspirational books, we have it. Okay? We have people here who are more than willing and ready to pray for you. Don't hesitate if you have a need. Don't hesitate if your family has a need. You want someone to pray for you. We meet here on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays at 6 a.m. Eastern Time. If you need prayer, even if you don't want to come into the live program, send us an email from our website or call us at 678-964-4096 or 770-347-8320. I want you to know this morning that God is able. It doesn't matter what life has thrown at you, no matter what you're going through, no matter how bad last week was, no matter how bad last year was, from your perspective, God is still God. He is still in control. When we were on the prayer line yesterday, I read something to those who were present. It was an eye opener. Sometimes we say God is slow. God is late. But neither of those things really apply to God. Neither of them. You know why? God has his own timetable. In Psalm 90, it says, an evening, a, a, a thousand years. It's like an evening past. We measure time to help us. God is in charge of time. He has time in his hands. Oh, praise God. This morning while I was talking to the Lord, I said, God, you can work within 24 hours. You can work within 24 minutes. You can work within 24 seconds. That's who God is. He can suddenly change situations. And when you say to yourself, all is lost, there's no hope. 
I believe this is what the children of Israel felt when they stood before the Red Sea and they knew Pharaoh's army was behind. They started to chide. Satan will rebuke you this morning in the name of Jesus. They started to chide um, Satan, not Satan, Moses, to tell him, oh, because there were, not, not, there were no graves in Egypt. That's why you brought us here. Listen. You're listening to us this morning. I didn't even plan to come on this point. But you're listening. You've become disappointed with God. Your faith has dwindled to now it's like, oh, there's hardly anything there. Someone was talking to me last week. Great faith, little faith, and mustard seed faith. Well, this morning... I appeal to you, my brothers and sisters, in light of things that have been happening and the results of things that took place. If you still have a mustard seed faith, still believe God, still trust God. Remember, he is the wise God. He can do anything at any time with anyone and with nothing. Amen. This morning, I'm going to ask our brother Duru, Pastor Duru, to come in and open up with prayer. And at the end, we're going to have another prayer. And we have Sister Cindy here this morning. Good morning, Sister Cindy. I'm going to ask her to pray at some point in time. And while we're um, talking about our teaching, this morning, it's going to be a teaching session on familiar spirits. Brother Duru, come on in, brother, and let us um, let us hear what, if you have any... Pray first, and then you can give us a, 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 a whatever is on your mind, and then the message will begin. This morning, uh, I would like us to remember who we are in Christ Jesus. Mm. Because who we are, the Lord Jesus Christ said, that in the last days, things difficult to deal with will be here. <clears throat> Guess what? Every one of us is aware that every, every, if you listen to the radio, there's a constant refrain. People keep saying things are not what they used to be. It seems that everything, nobody has a hold of what is going on. Nobody knows what to expect. The Lord Jesus Christ did say that about 2,000 years ago. So if his word is true today, his word is true forever. Mm-hmm. That's why I want us to rekindle our faith, our belief, and handle. He said we should anchor our faith in the word of God. Only the word of the Almighty God. So let us pray. Let us pray. Let us, let us call on God this morning to help us to trust him. Almighty and everlasting God, Jehovah, the Lord God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, Jehovah of Israel, the Father of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Eternal God, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come before the Lord. And as we stand before you, Lord, we thank you for the privilege of entering into the throne room of grace. By your authorization, that we thank you that in all that is, through all things, 
Yes, amen. 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 
we know, Lord, we know yes. that in you and the Lord Jesus Christ is that nobody can pluck us out of your hands. Amen. Praise God. We Amen. And we ask you, Father, as you go on with this session today, let the Holy Spirit take control Amen. of our hearts and minds. Let the Holy Spirit we subject our will and our way to your Holy Spirit. Let the Holy yes, Spirit Jesus. flow and reign in this session to your yes. glory and honor. Praise Pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Praise God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank God. I thank the Lord for that prayer. Believe me, it has to be the Lord. And um, when we open ourselves to the Lord, it doesn't matter what time of day, when we are called upon to do something for the Lord, we should be ready. Anytime we neglect to do God's will, we are going to pay a price. We are going to pay a price. This morning we have, and thank you so much, my brother, pastor, for that prayer this morning, for your willingness. We give God thanks and praise this morning. We're talking about familiar spirit, spirits. When we think of familiar spirits, maybe you're asking, what is she talking about? I have a sister online who no doubt will remember a saying we have back home where we said familiarity breeds or breeds complex. You know, and they say if you keep rubbing a puppy's nose, it will kiss you. And I believe these are some of the um, idioms and maybe or ways in which they, um, we can explain or describe familiar spirits to bring it down to today's vernacular. But familiar spirits are demonic spirits that they can be very intimidating and they can appear very informally in your life. Earlier last week, we did not um, record that program, but last week one morning we were online and in fact we were there for I think well over two hours talking about the way Satan and his subtlety. He doesn't appear to you directly. He comes, you know, you have direct vision. You're looking at something. They put um, blinders or whatever they call it on the horses when they're running because of the peripheral vision. So when God spoke to Eve and said, don't eat, when he first spoke to Adam, Adam, Satan was listening. He may not have been directly there, but he was listening. You know, there are times you're looking at something, you're a mother, the child is doing something and you're not looking directly at the child and the child may be watching you behaving, misbehaving and looking at you and you're watching a child, but you're not looking directly at the child because you're seeing the child from your periphery, um, peripheral um, vision. So it is with Satan, how he attacks. He will not come directly. Furthermore, he has a way of appearing as an angel of light. 
I didn't look for that scripture because it was not in my notes. I'm just going through in the introduction before I go any further. But you can check it out in a little while. Um, as an angel of light, it's in one of the Corinthians. Um, if someone would like to um, look for it while I'm talking, and when you find it, just give me a little shout that you have it so we can give it um, um, to anyone who's listening. But if even if we don't ha um, have it for you this morning, you can find it. Look for it. An angel of light. Just that alone will give you the answer. He does not come directly because he cannot be trusted and he is an agent, not just an agent, but he is a father of lies, John 8, 44. We should never entertain the enemy. We should never give him an advantage. He can appear not only as, you see, God has his ministers, so do Satan. And they come in these forms as demonic spirits. Sometimes they come destructively. But there are times when they pretend. They get into your life. They get into your ministry. And sometimes you don't realize what is why your ministry is so, so dull or it is so, it's not growing. You want to know if your ministry is, if, if there's an attack of the enemy on your, on your ministry, sometimes the very people you have close to you, the enemy has been working in them to undermine your ministry, undermine your family, undermine your work, undermine what God has told you to do. Has, before those, those who are here listening at this moment and those perhaps as you listen to the broadcast, look back on the times when God told you to do something and your friend came to you and said, are you sure God said it? It was the same thing Satan said to Eve. Yes, Genesis three and, and two or, or verse three, go to Genesis three. Yes, did God really said you should not eat of the tree of the fruits, uh, the fruits of the tree. That's, that's how he comes. He undermines. And he brings something that sounds almost like the truth, but it is not the truth. There are times often when a person thinks that no one is aware of their actions. They, those demons get into your thoughts. Okay? Um, Philippians 4 and 8, Paul said, Whatsoever things are what are true many times satan use your best friend to undermine you to attack you because a familiar spirit working in that individual and will accuse you of things you don't even know of you're not even aware of if you're going on with your life when you find yourself stuck at a place where you can't move God called you to do something, but you just can't do it. Every time you're to do it, you become sick or something happens. When you're called to speak, you find, I can't speak. I don't think I can do it. You're asked to pray. You don't do it because of the, the familiar spirit that's holding you back. And you're saying, I'm not going to pray because she said such and such about me. Because he did such and such. Oh, the pastor. I remember what he said to me last week. I remember what he said. I'm not going to pray. Or last week, 
I was supposed to pray, but he called on sister, sister Hot to pray. And then he called on brother Ty to pray. But now he's going to ask me to pray. I'm not praying. Think of your attitude. This is how Satan works. So when he comes to you with false accusations, hear what Paul said in Philippians 4 and 8. Finally, brethren, he's speaking to us, the people of God. Whatsoever things are what? True. Whatsoever things are honest. Whatsoever things are just. Whatsoever things are pure. Whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. If we think otherwise, a demonic spirit has entered our lives. You better believe it. When you start acting out of character, you know something is wrong. When you are not behaving the way you ought to behave as a child of God. You're under demonic oppression. Familiar spirits will attach themselves to you through something or someone you're extremely familiar or comfortable with. They get into your, in, into your life and they work their way on, and win your trust. But let me, you know, for a few months now, in my ministry, I've been thinking, I noticed some stuff a few years ago, but then gradually the Lord started bringing them back to me. And I start to be thinking, mulling over these things, you know, and I'm thinking and I'm talking to the Lord, I'm asking Lord, but I don't understand such and such a thing. And then a few weeks ago, then recently, it came back to me again. And I realized this is a familiar spirit. And when you detect a familiar spirit, you need to quash it immediately. Because it's a witchcraft behavior of domination. When you find there that spirit, that person, well, I don't think that should be done. Oh, she should not have been doing that. Oh, I would not have asked her. I would not have asked him. They judge you. They dominate your life. They will take over your life. Have you ever heard of husbands and wives where the wife wears a pants and, and the man is there like a weakling? That's a familiar spirit. Or vice versa. It's a familiar spirit. That's controlling, dominating, and manipulating. When you put it all together, put it in a mortar and mix it up, you come up with witchcraft. Witchcraft lies in many churches, ministries, and at times you're not aware of it because they are so cunning. Many people believe Satan doesn't have any sense. And I'll use, go right down to sense. But let me say here. Satan's army is well-structured, very strategic. They may not appear. His demon may not appear directly. Or, or remember what the word said, he is like a roaring lion. 
He prowls. He's looking for those persons. You know, you have people, they go to church Sunday, and that's the only time they hear the word, and not, not they don't even bother to open the Bible again. Prayer, forget it. Oh, I, pr- I heard someone said, I pray when I get into my car. Of course, pray while you're in your car. Nothing is wrong. But that not, should not be your prayer time. You have time for everything else. But what about setting aside time for prayer? So this is what we're talking about this morning. When you find your prayer life, your fasting, study of the word starts to dwindle. You're not where you should be. But then you look at other people and they are moving along. Look back on 2020. What did you do for Christ for 2020? What did you do? Ask yourself, how many times you said, oh, I'm just so tired. Oh, I don't think I can do that today. And the enemy says to you, don't bother. You're going to bed and you get a psalm, you get something. And he says, oh, I'll read that tomorrow. I wanted to start digging up. Start looking at your life. Don't look at my life. And I'm not going to look at your life. Look at your life and your relationship with the Lord. They come around you and they act friendly and interested. I remember someone said to me some time ago, oh, the Lord sent me here. Because I remember I was praying, Lord, send someone to help me. And the person came. And, you know, individual was embraced and everything into the ministry and so forth, having time and what have you. But then the Lord starts to something. Let me say this. When you're anchored in God, when you have a connection with God, he doesn't have to make a big noise or do a lot of stuff. One little thing he'll show you and you start to work on that. He said, oh, something isn't right here. What for me, I may see someone in the in, in, in this ministry or people will come. I may not say anything immediately. What is that that I don't see? One of the things I say to the Lord, Lord, whenever time you want me to speak, don't tell me ahead of time. Just let me speak. Let me speak as your oracle. Because to know ahead of time, we can add our own thoughts. And before I finish what I was saying, let me warn us all about thoughts. Thoughts are the most dangerous. This is why Paul wrote about it in Philippians 4 and 8. The most dangerous activities that will cripple us, set us back. They bring information that are not always right. Many times they are false because you know where they're coming from. When the enemy sows a seed in your mind, she doesn't like me. She's not like the way she used to be. I don't know why she's attacking me. You know what? where that's coming from? Satanic force. That's a familiar spirit because you know what? The individual may find, I'm losing grip of this person. I used to have this person right in my bosom. And you know what is happening? God has awakened that individual and said, listen. Be careful. Watch your step. 
You may be in a church. You see what they're doing in the church. Do not become involved. Those same spirits that you're criticizing the behavior of the people will only enter into you. That's a time to build up your prayer life. The time to get into the word. It's a time to build your fortification that the enemy does not break in and steal and kill and destroy your life or your ministry. So they come around you and act friendly and interested, which gives the impression they are with you. But their intentions are deceitful, scheming, and sneaky. They try to form relationship with evil intentions, but you're not aware. But after a while, you will notice some behaviors which are constantly being repeated and you're taken in by their wiles because they are sneaky is indeed a form of witchcraft. Let me repeat, witchcraft, three points about witchcraft, domination, manipulation, and control. The other day, some maybe about, mm, maybe sometime last year, I said, Lord, I noticed something. Why it is that this is this and this and this and this? And the, it's from then I believe the Lord started to unravel some things and bring some things to, to, to mind. And I start to get wise. You, let me say this here. There are times, for, and I can only speak for my own self. People come into my life. I'm not really the kind of person that go out of my way to make friends. I'll be honest with you. I remember when I was doing nursing, when I went to the nursing home where we were living, not a nursing home, what to call that for nurses, for nurses, the nurses' quarters then where we were living. Like they have dorms here in the colleges. They had the quarters for nurses. And as a young nurse, I remember a girl, I still remember her last name, a white girl, both of us rooms. She had a bed there and I have a bed here. And for the first, I can't remember doing this too often. I said to her, I'm Barbara, and we started to talk. But I'm not one to make friends. I'll be honest with you. So when I go out of my way to make friends, believe me, I go out of my own my way. So I'm the type of person, you come in my life, and I will say, oh, yes, and you act, just as all these spirits behave, and I'll accept you. And I hardly ever ask, God, is this person right for me? Who is this person? I don't ask. And it's only when they go out, as 1 John says, 1 John 2 and 19, after they have done their deeds, they went out from 1 John 2 and 19. You can take these verses down. They went out from us. That's after they have done their deeds. But they were not of us. They were not with us. They were not with us. I've known people who only came just to get my information. What do you need? How do you do this? Where do I go to find this? Do this, do that. And then they just get up, brush their tail, and they're gone. And I don't hear back from them again. And this has repeated over and over, even in churches. I go and I, I minister in churches. I work in churches. When they're finished, oh, you're old now. They don't say it, but their actions. And I said, no, God, why, did, why does this thing always happen to me? 
They know, listen, they know the kind of people to pounce on. So over the years, and after a few good years of being battered and bruised by these people, God has set up a wall around me. And as I was praying to him this morning and asked him some questions and certain things I needed, and I know the Lord has been doing it. I may not speak immediately because I go to God and I reason with God because you know why? I don't want to run in vain. I don't want to speak in vain. And you're a pastor listening this morning, a minister, the head of a, a Sunday school class or superintendent. It's not everything that you hear, you see, you must pounce on it right away. You need to hear from God. You need to know, God, how do I deal with this? I realize what's going on in the ministry. I realize what's going on in my class. How do I do it, Lord? How do I tackle this? How do I handle it? So John says, they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. They were not complete with us. We must be careful, even in choosing a husband, a wife. And I'm speaking of a man choosing a woman and a woman choosing a man. You need to ask God, God, is this the person for me? Is this the wife you sent me? You're a man. Is this a wife you sent me? Is she the one? You may end up with a Jezebel. And you, lady, you may end up with a, an abuser. So they come in your life. And before you know it, three months later, three months down the line, you're bawling. And they're gone. So let us be careful. You see? So there, they gain power in people's lives by disguising themselves as something normal, but they are dangerous. There are people who are involved in the occult before they came into Christianity, and some of them continue in some way. They believe that they're doing things. This is why we must know the difference between the Holy Spirit and satanic forces because the spirit can the, the devil can mimic satan listen i want to read something here for you in acts 16. this is a story of paul and silas when they were in philippi this girl who was um with us possess verse 16, Acts 16, let's begin at 16. We're going to go 16 to 18. And it came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying, fortune teller. And a lot of people, you're listening to me. You call yourself a Christian, but you go to the fortune teller. You go to get your hand read. You go for tarot, read, tarot, tarot reading. You read the horror. I like the way they have horror. The horror messages called horoscope. 
Millions of people reading the same horror message. You have your rabbit's foot. You have your thing around your neck. You have your thing in your house. You still have your paraphernalia. Or if you don't have the paraphernalia, you know what you have? You're still in your mind. You still have the craft in your mind. You still have it. So here, let's read verse 17. The same girl who is possessed of the spirit of divination followed Paul and us. So there were other people with, with them and cried saying, these men are the servants of the most high God, which show unto us the way of salvation. And this did she many days. Think about it. Remember I said earlier, it's not all the time you must speak. There are times you need to wait. When we, anytime you find a person who is always pouncing, that's a person working on the witchcraft and the spirit of um. Not the manipulation, the domination. I must be in charge. I'll take over here. You're not doing it right. Don't have her do that. Okay? We must learn to wait. So they said she did many days. From the moment Paul heard, he could have cast it out immediately. But he did not. I don't know why. But again, learn to wait for the right time. But Paul being grieved. Now why was he grieved? The Holy Spirit in him. And no doubt for that girl's soul. He saw what was happening. He saw that if she continued that way. She would go directly to hell. He turned and said to the spirit. Now I want you to listen to this. He spoke to the spirit. And here is affirmation. This is the way you, you speak to spirits. I command thee or you in the name of Jesus. You must speak with authority under the, the, the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, to come out of her once. Once. I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. Listen, the truth is what you said was true. I should say the fact is what you said was true. But guess what? Let me give you an analogy, an illustration the Lord gave me this morning. I want you to think of $200 bills. They both value the same in the United States or wherever you're living your money, it values the same. But guess what? One of them was picked up out of a mire, out of mess. All kinds of mess was there. You name it. it that's where that $100 bill came from. And you picked it up maybe with a pair of pincers or tweezers or whatever. But then someone took $100 out of his wallet What's the difference between the two? Which one would you go after? You may even said, I don't want that one coming from the pit. I don't want it. They're both valued $100. But guess what? There's a difference. One has a stench. One is coming from the pit, but one is coming from 
the wallet is clean. So you have to get rid of one of them. That was what Paul said. She didn't speak anything that was wrong. But where are the source from which it came? Paul couldn't allow that to go on because Satan would have got the glory. Too many times people give Satan the glory. They go to church and give Satan the glory. Oh, the devil is after me. He's been after me all week. Satan said, ah, it works. It works. Boys, go back after her next week because she goes to church and she glorifies me. You have a pain. Oh, the devil puts it on me. Oh, this is satanic work. Oh, Satan, I rebuke you. And he just laughs at you. You know why? You're under his spell. I want to say here, we must be careful who lay hand on us, who prays for us, who is in our ministry, in our church, in our group. Let us be careful. And when God reveals them to you, if they don't change, you need to drop them. Walk away from them because they are not there for your benefit. They're not there to build you up. They're there to pull you down. Be careful of the friends you keep. I remember some time ago, someone was talking to me. I won't say what we were doing, but the individual in this situation was saying, I notice that people are always using me. My, my friends, I don't have any friends, though they say they are my friends, but what they do, they use me. Let me show you how people use you. When they have a need, they can always pick up your fo their phone your and call you. And you know what you do? You answer. Oh yes, I'll keep your children. Oh yes, I'll go with you. Oh yes, I'll get it for you. When you call them, you know what you get? A busy line. Or you don't get through. Pay attention. And I have to say to the individual, you need to drop them. They're not your friends. They're users. After a while, your eyes are supposed to pop out and say, but what's going on? Step back. In psychology, they have this thing where they talk about you step out of the situation and look on the inside. See what's going on. Sometimes step up the relationship and look on the inside and see how people manipulate you, try to dominate you and to control your life, your ministry, the gifts that God has given to you. It says unknowingly. I'm just giving you a description of the Holy Spirit unknowingly. Individual can, an individual can form a relationship with a familiar spirit, oftentimes simply through ignorance. They don't even realize. Maybe I'm one of those persons back then, not now. This is why it is critical to know what you're inviting into your home, your ministry, and your heart. I spoke about marriage earlier. Ministry and your home. Okay? Leviticus 10 and 10 says, God, in other words, God gives, we have the Holy Spirit saints. And the Holy Spirit, through the Holy Spirit, we, sh we should know the difference between holy and unholy, between unclean and clean, Leviticus 10 and 10. We can't know it in our natural selves. Some things we're able to know from a moral point of view, 
ethical point of view, we can detect, oh, no, that's not, uh, uh, no, that's not right. Remember, it takes the intervention of the Holy Spirit through discernment to reveal some of the people who are around us. Because not all of them are evident. Yes, so remember, back into Genesis chapter 3 and 1, Satan is very subtle. He doesn't come directly. He comes sideways. What their behaviors and the repetition of their, uh, watch their behaviors and repetitious actions. Keep, keep that in mind. Watch the behavior. I think this is what I went to the Lord about some time ago. I said, Lord, I don't understand. Why, why this and why that? And the Lord, it was then my eyes, it's as though the Lord opened up a volume to me because now I was ready to receive. Now I was, my eyes were opening. Now I was understanding the, the form of witchcraft that was around me, but I didn't before. And we say, oh, that's my friend. Oh, that's my best friend. Oh, that's my family. Someone related something to me, a family member related something to me years ago. And when I look back in our family, you know, what someone did and what could have happened if it had not been for God. And when I started put two and two together, I realized the same way the individual used me too. So what I'm saying here, even in your family, they will use you, they will abuse you, they brush their tail and they are gone. They don't even say thank you, okay? So, that's the first part. There are different types of familiar spirits or forms. They may come in, how they, they come into your life, seasons. Oh, when Christmas time, some people say, oh, it's my saddest time. It's when I remember when Jack, my husband, died or Mary, my mother died. And every time that season comes around, I feel so depressed. The season has nothing to do with it. That's a familiar spirit inside of you to keep bring on the spirit of depression. You better pay attention. The anniversary of past loved ones. I don't know, maybe I'm a little different from a lot of people because for me, when a person dies, you're gone, that's it. I don't have to attend a funeral, to be honest with you. When I was a little girl, we had a funeral home close to us. And we'd walk around, go around there. And I remember a neighbor of ours died and went around. And we'd go in, we'd stay outside, and we'd look through the window, and we'd be laughing at the people, and they're crying and so forth. So I went to look at quite a few of those. Then I went into nursing, and, you know, you had to deal with death and so forth. So after a while, I decided, no, 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 that's not for me. Very rarely, I can count on my maybe one hand the number of funerals that I've been to. Two of my relatives, my husband and my uh, my dad. And um, let me see, when I came here, I went to what? Maybe, not, not many, not many, not many. I'm not really, I believe I want to see, remember the person, the last time I saw them. The last time. Oh, that's a memory I want to keep. You know? I say to my son when I go, don't have no, no, no. If anything afterward, you can have a celebration, but nothing. We don't want nobody coming. 
other than just very close. And I mean the pastor and the very close um, relatives. Anyone else you can come afterward. You know, I don't go for those. So you get the depression. We talk about holiday time. And you know, this depression, it, it can set with you. It's more like I could call it situational because of the timing of the year, the timing of the season that it happens. And you find that every time after, after the time is gone, you're okay. You need to watch that. Watch that. Watch every time you're asked to speak, right? You said, oh, sister, Sister Jones, we're going to, we ask it, would you speak for us on Sunday? Yes. But as Saturday comes, you start to get a bellyache. <laughs> Anyone ever had that? When, when it comes, we're going to be on at 10, 9 o'clock, you, you start to tighten up in your system and, and you say, I wonder if I can do it. I wonder, I wonder. Oh God. And you start to shake. You need to rebuke that. That's a family. And every time you're asked to speak, this is happening. You have a bellyache. And it doesn't have, I don't really mean a natural bellyache. Could be anything. A headache. These are spirits working in you. And there are a spiritual um, warfare. When you think about it, you have to adapt the spiritual warfare strategy. Maybe you commit a sin in your life. Some people, as I said, there was, I remember a lady in a church I was at. Can't remember if it was in this country or where. I honestly can't remember right now. But I recall when she said to me, I go and look sometimes, you know, I go and look. And if I didn't know what she meant, I would have had to stop and say, what do you mean? But I knew and at that time, I was so green, I didn't know what to say to her. But then when the Lord started writing me up, another person said to me, this time I was in this country. She said to me, when I leave church, I go to get go to my man, you know, to get him, read me up. I said, you got to stop that. You're a Christian, you don't do that. So when I say there's witchcraft in the church, it's in the church. Some of the things people are saying, oh, the Holy Ghost spoke to me. No Holy Ghost spoke to them. Witchcraft. This is why the Bible says, test the spirits. So repent of sins, known sins. How to deal with these situations? Repent of, because they will bring back your sin to you. The things you did before you were born again, they'll bring it back to you. So repent, forgive. There are some people who have the most difficulty difficulty um, um, attitude or they, it's difficult then for them to forgive others. Very difficult for them to forgive others. And we as Christians, when we find ourselves in those harnesses, because it's what they are, forgiveness leads to bitterness. One of the things when you, even in marriage, marriages rather, husband, can't forgive a wife. I remember counseling someone many years ago. Something happened 10 years before. And they said this, this one could not forgive the other one. Keeps bringing it up like a piece of garbage. 
and the husband committed adultery and they can't forgive and say you're a Christian. You must forgive. Pray against demonic powers. Pray openly. Satan has pointed. I command you spirit of fear. You spirit of unforgiveness. You spirit of bitterness. Whatever it is, call it by name. Not saying to go and pray a whole hour. But then again, some things may need fasting and prayer. As Acts 16 and 18 says, you need to open up and speak to the spirit. I command you in the name of Jesus. Speak with authority. This is where we are now. How to declare, make the declaration, not to cast them out. Speak with authority. You have that authority which Jesus gave in Luke 10 and 19. Behold, I give unto you power. Don't allow this power that God has given you to just go like that. Use it. Utilize it. Don't let the, listen, the enemy, if you think the enemy doesn't know what's going on, he does know your weaknesses. And Jesus already told us, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Luke 10 and 18. Then in 19, I believe he turns and he looks at his disciples and he said, behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions. These are the ways the enemy comes to you, will sting you, will bite you. And over all the power of the enemy, that means no, ma no matter what, he, whichever way he comes, he has given us power to counteract his, his behavior. And he says, nothing shall by any means hurt us. We have to be willing and ready to use the power that God has given us. I'm going to ask um, in my other, on my other site. I did set up for an hour, so I'm going to about I'm about now to leave there. But before I leave, um, I'm going to ask our sister Cindy. Are you ready to read for us Psalm 91 from one to ten? Please, can you do that right now before we leave this other site? While you're looking, when you're ready, just let me know. Yes. We need the fire of God. We must call down the fire of God to burn up those demonic spirits. Speak to them. Call them by name. Declare the word. You have the power. And remember, God has sent forth his angels. As my sister is going to read now, how God gives us angels to bear us up and to protect us. Tell me when you're ready. One to ten. One to ten. And the last thing I'll be talking about, and before you begin, those of you who are on this particular site, we are gonna we are gonna continue when we leave here. But um, you you can go to our website to get the balance of this program. Go on, my sister, please. And thank you very much for reading. Mm -hmm.
there of the power and from the nuisance testament. He shall cover thee with the feathers, and under his wings thou shall trust. Thou shall trust, shall be in the shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid of the terror by night, nor for the arrows that fly by, by day. None of the, for the, for the pestilence to walk in darkness, nor for the destruction that waits in noontime. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand by the right hand. But it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thy eyes shall thy behold and see the rewards of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation. There shall be no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thee, thy dwelling. For he shall give the angels charge over thee, and keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou bearest thy foot against the stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lions and the elders and the young lions and the dragons shall thou trample under feet. Because he has set his love upon mm -hmm. me, therefore will I deliver him, I will set him on high, because he has known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Well, praise the Lord. Thank you so much, my sister. Thank you. I consider this an open check to the child of God, a blank check to the child of God from God. We have no need to fear the enemy. He has given it to us there in Luke 10 and 19, Psalm 91, Psalm 27, Psalm 35, you name it, it is there. Satan doesn't have to take a hold of our lives. We don't have to yield to his, to his tauntings and his work. I want to, before I, um, we close on this side, we want to talk about familiar spirits and the Holy Spirit. And I believe this Psalm 91 gives us the power we have through the Holy Spirit, not in our strength, not in ourselves, but through the Holy Spirit, because we can do nothing without the Holy Spirit. Keep that in mind. The Bible says he shall guide us in all our ways. He'll be there with us. He will teach us. He will be our comforter. You see, so we need to look. So look at the things that are in our lives in closing. And here are some other examples of familiar spirit. Um, when you think, when you think the Bible says we should have no other gods before us. And there are people will do all kinds of things to put before God. There are women who go out and buy articles to help themselves. These are familiar spirits, behavior. They are not of God. 
when you love people who are outside, when I say love, we need to love people, love the sinner, but not what he does. But you should not join yourself to an unsaved person and say you're going to get married to that person. Not even in having a business should you join up with that person. You're inviting evil into your life. Mediums go speaking to the dead. Oh, my mother who's been dead for God knows how many. She spoke to me last night. That was not your mother. That was the spirit and behavior of your mother. That was not your mother. Then we have the Python spirit. Go back to the same girl in um in Philippi. She knew what you said, but this was from the devil. These are men of the most high God and they come to tell us about God. But listen, Paul had to stop her because from what was said, it could be that she wanted to, she was celebrating Delphi, um, Delphi, a temple where proph prophecies were given. Okay, so it could well be that they would want to get these two guys and get crowned them as gods. And there are people today, the prophets in this this year, 21st century, who are being crowned as gods. Their leaders of churches are being crowned as God. They have more, seem as though they have more power than God, more esteem. They're, they're given more esteem than God. And this is what Paul said, I don't want that. This is why I often say to you all, I am Sister Barbara. Put a handle to my name. You don't have to, the, the doctor is just a professional one. I'm Sister, Sister Barbara, that's all I am. Some people are so, oh, you need to call me evangelist. You need to call me apostle. And I said the apostles, don't wait for me to call you an apostle. I'm sorry, unless the Lord himself tells me so. So, I want you to look at something here in, and in closing. It seems as I'm going to be able to close right now. Isaiah 44, 24 to, 24 to 25 says, Thus saith the Lord, thy Redeemer, and he that formed thee from the womb, I am the Lord that makes all things, that stretches forth the heavens alone, that spreads abroad the earth by myself. In other words, trust me. You don't need to trust no, nobody else. Trust me. And here are the other verse that always, whenever time I read it, it's marked in my Bible, I tell you, I'm excited about it. And every child of God, make a note of this verse pertaining to spiritual warfare. Hear what God said. This is, in other words, I am the God that frustrates. This is verse 25 that frustrates the tokens of the liars and makes diviners mad, that turns wise men backward and makes their knowledge foolish. That's the God we serve people. And that's the God we are to worship. I'm gonna ask our other sister, Sister Vivine, would you now, would you come and pray if you wanna say a few words? Please do that, but we're closing now. Would you please uh, pray as we close? Thank you. Sister Vivine? Okay. Well, I'm going to close. Father, we want to thank you again. We give you all glory. 
We give you praise and honor. We magnify your name. We thank you for the opportunity this morning and the word, Lord. I, I believe it is an opportune moment for us to speak about familiar spirits and demonic oppression, recognizing, Lord God, that the enemy is on the prowl. He has taken over the minds and captivate them. He has harnessed them. He has arrested minds, even Christians, and caused them to become fearful, very fearful of what they don't know. They stop trusting you. But this morning, I pray they realize, dear God, you are the most high God. There's no other gods besides you. You are the only God above, beneath, and around. You're the one who reigns supreme, and there is none like you. We ask thee now that, Lord, you will take over the minds of your people. Let when they hear this word, it will motivate them to trust you and to know that Satan has no more power over them than what they have given him. Eve opened the door. And it's only when we open the door to the enemy or you give him permission, is he able to attack. So this Eve, this morning, Lord, as we come, we pray for everyone out there, those who are fearful, even those still working witchcraft of domination, uh, manipulation and control over your people. Open the eyes of your people. Cause them to know. Let them draw closer to the Holy Spirit that he abides and remain in them, Lord, that they are not taken up. Free, free ministries, free faith restoration ministries of demonic intrusion, Lord. Free this ministry. Free Shekinah. Free every ministry that you've given us, Lord, every one of us here on this line and those listening that will be freed from any form, any manner of demonic oppression demonic intrusion, demonic actions, demonic activities in our lives. Free us, free our children, free us right now, free our finances by God, free, free, free us. You say he whom the son has made free is free indeed. So I command every demonic spirit right now to take your hand off Faith Restoration Ministries, Shekinah Theological College, over our ministries, our brothers, our sisters, over our children, over our homes, over our finances. We command you now over this country, United States of America. We come against demonic powers. We come against your principalities and powers that has taken over the mind of this country, the soul of this country. We rebuke you now in Jesus' name and we command you, we command you to take your hands off in Jesus' name. We plead the blood of Christ against you. You said, dear God, Lord Jesus, you said the gates of hell shall not prevail. So principalities and powers, the gates of hell, you cannot prevail. Jesus already made an open shame of you when he took the keys of death and hell. You have no power over the people of God. In Jesus' name we pray. To him be glory, praise, and honor. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. I just don't go yet. I'm just going to mute here a little while.